0: podcast that you're about to listen to may cause some listeners to spontaneously take off their socks and shoes and go outside and frolic in the grass. Hey there everybody, how you doing? I hope you're doing well. I'm doing pretty good. I got some pretty good stuff to talk about today, so gather around, grab your coffee, pop a squat, and uh, just spend a little bit of time with me today, all right? I really wanted to talk to you guys today about something that I feel is rather important and uh, may change the way you think about a few things. As you know, a few months back, you know, my parents passed away, and my wife and I Found ourselves, you know, in my parents' house, loading up a van with things that, you know, nobody really wanted, you know, from the house, like whatever was left behind, you know, we were welcome to take. And, um, you know, we were, you know, grabbing this and that, and oh, you know, it was sad, and oh, the memories and all that stuff, right? And, uh, you know, of course, you know, I'm dealing with this idea that both my parents are gone and this part of my life is starting to end you know the book is closing and uh, you know so we're loading the van up with all this stuff right and my wife you know opens up this cabinet that nobody probably even realized was there and there were all these photographs in this cabinet you know Now, what you need to understand is that my parents had a large, you know, collection of photographs, like in a box. okay. And those were the photographs that like everybody knew about, you know, but I didn't get those photographs. Somebody else took those. But these photographs that we found, okay, were kind of like tucked away. And I don't know why it was that way. But, you know, they were really great photos of my family and, uh, you know, our, our family events and all kinds of stuff, right? So my wife, in her infinite wisdom, grabs this box and throws it in the van, you know? So fast forward a couple months later, okay, after we came home and we're starting to kind of integrate all the things from my parents' house... Into like our already furnished house, you know, we were like, all this new stuff was here, you know, so that was like an experience in and of itself, right? But my wife, again, in her infinite wisdom, started to go through this box of photographs and she started to put all the photographs into these scrapbooks, okay? So the long and the short of it is that these photographs that were like kind of thrown into a box, shoved into a cabinet, probably never really looked at too much or anything. You know, my wife had decided it would be a good idea if we had it so that those photographs were readily available, organized and visible, you know, in a book or three ring binder, you know, with plastic sleeves. And she was just putting all these photos randomly into this scrapbook. Well, it turned out to be like, you know, maybe seven or eight scrapbooks filled with photographs. And oh my gosh, it's been absolutely whoa, like uh, just amazing, amazing experience, especially now, you know, grieving my parents and remembering things, and feeling bad, and feeling sad, and, you know, the house is gone, they're gone. Really, for all intents and purposes, you know, my past is over. You know, it's done. But, 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 here's the thing, okay? We've got this time capsule of these photographs, and, you know, I've always had And understanding, you know, a feeling about photographs. I like them. You know, they're cool. And, you know, it's just been part of the American experience, right? Growing up, whatever you take pictures and, oh, look at that. How funny. And, oh, remember when and all that, right? And I knew that already. Okay. But this experience with these scrapbooks that my wife put together... With these photos that we found That nobody even knew was there Or they didn't want them or whatever What You know, we took them, right? Um, It has been such a game changer uh, For me Emotionally I mean, it's unbelievable um, From this one simple Kind of act Of You know, care And like organization And you know having the photos visible and neatly put into a book to look at to you know just spontaneously grab it flip through it and just look you know um it has made the experience of losing my parents and all that stuff so much more easy to deal with because you know and especially, okay, especially, um, you know, with dealing with the grief and the mourning of the house and the memories and the life that I used to have. You know, I'm grieving that. I lost that. It's over. But I have these photographs to look at. And the idea that's come to me over the past couple months or so is that. While I may feel really sad that my parents are gone and the house is gone, okay? It's not really the house, you know, it's it's not really the tangible house as it exists today that I really want to hang on to, you know? It's the house and the people and the times and the events that are in these photographs. That's what I want to hang on to. And oh my gosh, it just, you know, it doesn't sound like much. It sounds like common sense or, you know, basic information, right? Like, yeah, that's what photos are for. They're for looking back at how things used to be, you know? And that's true. Okay, that's true. But... There's so much more to it than that, I think. That's the uh, understanding that I've been coming to over the past couple months. Looking at these scrapbooks. Missing my mom. Missing my dad. Remembering the house. And, oh, just all these things, you know? It's like a tidal wave. And I'm looking at these pictures, you know? And you know, it's occurring to both me and my wife as we're doing this that really when you think about it okay as human beings we live a life we go through life we accumulate things that we like to have things that bring us pleasure or things that we enjoy to look at or even things that we like to eat things that we like to drink we're we're always kind of bringing things in to our existence and um You know, after a while, you know, especially with somebody like me, after like 50 years, you know, there's quite a bit of stuff that I've accumulated. And, you know, my wife and I have always been kind of like in this war with our stuff, you know, trying to get rid of it. Like we have too much stuff. Let's kind of like try to thin it out. Let's get rid of things. Let's donate things. Let's, you know, if something's broken, fix it, make sure it's working you know, don't have broken stuff laying around and, you know, uh, that's kind of like how we've approached this, this whole existence thing, you know, like we really need to kind of thin it out a little bit, you know, uh, lighten the load that we're carrying around. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it's because of all the stuff that I've gone through over the past few months, the past year, really a couple years, even, um, You know, it's kind of forcing some kind of introspection and change, and, you know, really kind of coming to grips with things, you know. Uh, You may be able to understand what I'm talking about. You probably do. Um, It seems to be a pretty universal, you know, human experience that when there's great loss and great change, you know, you can do one of two things, right? You can either hang on to the past. Or you can kind of just, you know, set it down and move on, you know. But like I said, you know, my wife and I have been uh, in this constant battle to kind of like get rid of stuff. And then all of a sudden we inherited all this other stuff. And I could probably do an entire podcast on stuff, you know, just the stuff we accumulate. But I guess what I'm trying to say here is, at the end of it all, you know, this is the conclusion that I've come to as of, like, right now. Okay. Um, and this may change. Okay. But I don't know. It's pretty good. Check this out. We have all this stuff in our lives, right? But when we die, when we leave this existence and we go on to whatever, all of it stays here. You know, like we come into the world naked We don't even have clothes. And when we leave, we don't have anything. We don't take anything with us. Okay. So when you look at that kind of thing, like in your life, the stuff you have, the things you have, all the things that you think are treasures, the things that you really appreciate and enjoy, maybe even things that you created, things that you made, all of it's going to stay right here. It doesn't go with us. Okay, however, okay, now here's the thing, here's the big idea here, okay, and I want you to think about this, our lives, all of our lives, we're like a tape recorder, you know, or like a video recorder, you know, like we go through life from when we're very young, we have all these experiences. And all those experiences, while they may be real and, you know, tangible in this reality right here, you know, uh, really long after that tangible whatever, okay, that tangible something is gone, you'll still have that memory, that recording of it in your brain. And when you think about it, when we leave here We will take our memories with us. That's what we get to keep. That's what travels with us. We're born uh, with no memories of anything. And from the time you're born until the time you die, you are constantly recording different things. Uh, The tastes of food, the color of the sky, your 14th birthday, uh, Christmas 1978, whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's stored somewhere in your mind, you know, and you've heard people talk about like when they die, their life flashed before their eyes and yeah, they may have had a near death experience or something, you know, they made it back, but you know, their life, the the events of their life came back to them suddenly, you know, think about that. Maybe that's what those people are talking about. You know, when you're hearing them talk about, oh, I died. I was skiing down a hill and I hit a tree, you know, and I died. And when I did, I saw this white spectral light and I saw my life flash before my eyes. Think about it. Everything you've experienced, boyfriends, girlfriends, children, holidays, political events, leaders, all the things that you take in. A banana split at the ice cream store, a hamburger, whatever it was, the great meal you had in France, whatever it is, it's all stored in our brains. And we do take that with us. And these photographs of my parents and the house and, oh, the memories and the family and the things that I forget about, you know, the cookie jar that my mom used to have. I mean, it's been gone for years, you know. It was broken or something, but there's a photograph of it. And I remember it. You know, I remember that thing. It's just a cookie jar. No big deal, but there it is in a picture. You know, it's still there, and I can see it again. And oh my gosh, folks, I can't tell you enough. This has been such a profound experience for me. You know, maybe it's because, like, a lot of the pictures that I'm looking at, that I see, I've never seen them before. I didn't even know that they existed. I had no idea. Okay? So, you know, it just led me to all these other thoughts, obviously. I mean, this is a pretty major thought experiment, or, you know, thought expedition, really. Um, Because it branches out into a lot of different things, you know. I have a lot of uh, experiences that kind of connect to this. And what do I mean by that? Well, I'll let you know, okay. Um, A few years back, man, probably now, like six years ago or something like that, my wife and I were listening to this person being interviewed on the Free Music Archive, okay. Okay. Um, And as you know, the Free Music Archive is a place for creative commons music, creative commons artists, you know. It's kind of like the hub where it all happens at, you know. And they were doing this interview on the Free Music Archive with somebody who was talking about the Internet Archive, okay. And the Internet Archive is this group of people that are trying as best they can to like capture all the things that are on the internet right now and store them somewhere for like posterity or for future use, you know, uh, maybe major events, uh, political events, world events. Um, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Right. And, you know, while we're listening to this interview, this person who was talking about this, brought up a very interesting point, okay? Now, the point was that a long time ago in the world, before there was the internet, before there were cell phones and smartphones and all the stuff that we have now, okay, photographs were taken on a camera and then they were printed on paper, a hard copy of paper. That was the only way that a photograph really could be like transferred or kept okay there was no digital storage there was nothing like that okay so the net result was this culture of taking pictures and printing them on hard copy like paper and that's why okay that's why I have these scrapbooks right now that I'm looking at right now because They're on paper, okay? And this person was explaining in this interview, and this is like the point, really, okay, is that now, because everything is done digitally, okay, there are more pictures being taken right now all over the world than ever before, okay? But maybe... Maybe like a third or less than a third of all those images that are captured on your phones, on your computers, all the things that you have on, you know, all those things that you take pictures of, all of it. OK, uh, you know, what happens is because they're not printed on paper, they're not put into hard copy. OK, uh, when your phone crashes you lose like 3,000 images that, you know, pictures of things that you took pictures of. What happens in the end, okay, basically, is that if you don't back up those pictures that are on your camera right now, if you don't put them onto paper, into a tangible, you know, hard copy version of a picture, rather than just the digital format, you know, you may lose all those pictures. And that happens with most people, uh, most of their photographs, most of their images. Like, even though all over the world there are more pictures being taken right now than ever before. There are fewer photos being preserved now than ever before. So, the point is, the message is, okay, that... If you, the person who's listening to this podcast right now, okay, you, happy innovators, all those images that are on your smartphones or on your computers, do yourself a favor and put them onto photo paper, okay? Preserve them, keep them, because the digital format is not reliable, okay? It's proven that phones crash computers crash all the data is lost and everything that you took pictures of all the fun things you did the events you did even though you may have redundancies of those pictures those images saved somewhere that place where you saved them at may crash too so the idea is to take all those digital images that you have and print them onto paper And you may not think that that's important. You may not really care. But in this interview on the Free Music Archive, this person who was talking about the Internet Archive, okay, was expressing in this interview, like, it's a serious, serious thing. Like, we're going to go years out from now, and when we go to look back on what was happening now, There may not be many images left of what was happening right now. Now that may sound hard to believe or not probable to you. Okay. But think about it. Think about it. Think about your phone. Okay. Think about your computer. How many times have you lost, you know, God knows what, like all kinds of stuff, recipes, phone numbers. Names, addresses, pictures, videos of your trip to Barbados, whatever it is, you know, you've lost it. It's gone. It's gone. If that phone crashes, if that computer crashes, all that stuff is gone and you'll have nothing. You'll have nothing left of what you were experiencing right now. And the people that come after you won't be able to see them either. You know, um... And it, I know, I know it doesn't sound like a big deal to people. It doesn't sound like it's, you know, important uh, the pictures that you have of you doing what you do and living your life, but for people in the future, it, it may mean a lot. I mean, think about how many times we look at photographs of people from, you know, a long time ago. That's all that's left is that picture of the Civil War soldiers standing there in their camp. You know, I don't know who they are. don't even know their names or what side of the Civil War they were fighting on. But I'm looking at a picture of it. I'm looking at a picture of them. It doesn't matter that I don't know them. That's what was happening at that time. That's what it looked like. That's how people dressed. That's what houses looked like. And... There weren't any cars. It was only horses. And, you know, come on, you know, right? Think about that. Isn't that interesting? I think that is so interesting. Because, you know, my wife and I, like I said, you know, we are living this out right now. We are looking at these images of really, for the most part, Things that are gone, like for me anyway, things that are gone forever. They're gone forever, you know? And all I have left at the end of it all, all of it, okay? I have a memory. I have a memory of my father, my mother, my grandfather, my other relatives that I loved that died. You know, I have their memory in my mind. That's all I can really take with me through life. But fortunately, somebody was taking pictures, you know, somebody was snapping photographs at that Fourth of July barbecue and the one that we forgot about that no one even thinks about anymore. But I have a photograph of it to look at, you know, to enhance that memory, to bring it back to me. You know, and yeah, when I die and I move on to the next realm and, you know, whatever. Right. You know, I'm not going to take my shoes with me. I'm not going to take my wallet. I'm not going to take my drum set. Right. I'm not going to take it. I'm not even going to take the songs that I have. They're going to stay behind. They're going to be here. okay? but the memory of my songs will be in my mind. And that travels with me to wherever I'm going. Think about that, that memory you have of when you were a kid, uh, that memory of a baseball game you went to with your coworkers and you had too much to drink, you know, whatever the story is, that memory is in your mind That photograph is in your mind, you know, and that's really what this existence here on Earth is really all about. It's about the recording that you made. And what did you do with your time? You know, while you were here, you were born, right? You were born and you're living a life and then eventually your life will end. What did you do? Check this out. You look at a headstone, a gravestone for somebody, and you see on that gravestone a birth date and you see a death date. And in between those two dates, there's a dash, right? Your life is that dash. That's your life. What are you doing with your dash, with your life? Think about that. You were born here. You're going to die here What did you do in between? What kind of a dash do you have between your birth date and your death date? What did you do? What did you fill your time with? What kind of an impact did you have? And if you want to go along with this idea that I'm talking about here, like your brain is a tape recorder. It's recording all of your experiences, all of it, good, bad, indifferent, you know, what kind of a reel, you know, tape reel in your head are you traveling with? And what are you going to take with you when you leave this place and you go to the next, I guess really the larger question is really what's important, you know, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing? Are we doing the right things? Are we leading a good life? Are we, helping other people? Are we a person of love and thoughtfulness and compassion? Or are we just rotten and horrible? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're all, every one of us, is a little bit of both, right? Or, or you know, maybe it's like this. There are people that are very good people that do bad things sometimes, and there are really bad people that do good things sometimes. You know, like nobody's one thing all the time, right? But think about that life that you have stored in your mind. You know, when you shed your skin, when your spirit moves on, you're taking that with you. You get to take that memory with you. And oh my gosh, that's like, you know, we could talk for hours about that, couldn't we? You know? The love that you had for your mother or your sister, you know, you take that with you, that emotion, those feelings, that memory, their face, how they laugh, they talk, you take that with you. It's in your mind. It's a photograph in your mind. And, you know, if you're lucky, like I am, right, right? I actually have a photograph to look at, you know, to enhance that memory and to make me remember again, you know, to make me remember again. It's so good. It is so good. I would never have guessed that that's how this photograph thing my wife was doing was going to make me feel, you know, I think at first. I kind of felt like I don't wanna remember. You know, I don't wanna remember. It hurts. It makes me wanna cry. You know, I miss my mother and father. I loved them very much and I, I miss that part of my life. I had a great life in Ohio. You know. Wasn't perfect, wasn't always perfect, but it was good and it was happy. You know, and it was comfortable and I was loved, you know, and all those things. So, you know, it's painful a little bit to think about, but really, really, I was way off with that. And my wife just kind of, you know, shoved it in my face. Look at these pictures. And you know something? I mean, as corny as it sounds, as cheesy as it sounds, all right, Uh, I started to heal. (laughs) You know what I mean? That sounds so funny. You know? Like, it actually changed the way that I was grieving. And it kind of... I guess in some ways, as much as it possibly could, it's brought me out of that. You know, just looking at the photos, man. Just looking. And they're nice and organized. They're not in a shoebox, you know? Uh just a big pile of photos crammed into a box. That's how we found them. Okay. Nobody was looking at them. They were just in a box that nobody cared about anymore, you know? But I guess like as a testimony to my wife and the kind of person that she really is, she found it and she found value in it and enough value in it to take it one picture at a time and slide them all into a nice little plastic sleeve to be looked at, to be seen, and to be remembered, you know? Oh my gosh, my happy innovators, please hear me, you know? Those photos that are on your smartphone right now, go to Walmart, man. You know, it's so cheap and easy to do right now. Have all the pictures on your phone printed onto paper. And don't put them in a shoebox. Put them in a book, a binder with plastic sleeves that you can look at. Otherwise, what is the point of taking the picture? What is the point if it's just going to be, you know, I don't know, deleted by accident or lost forever? Some stupid kind of technology crash on your computer or your phone or whatever it is. You know, what's the point of taking the pictures if they're just going to be gone? They're vapors, man. They're not even going to exist in a year because you're going to drop your phone in a toilet at a rest stop and it's fried. That's it. Game over. Pictures gone. Right. I'm telling you, listen to me. This is a very important thing I'm telling you to do. Get those pictures you have printed on paper. Print them out before they're lost. It's a very serious thing.
1: Grab your cup, it's coffee time.
0: We're going to try a little something new here today. I'm going to call it a thought commercial. You know, a long time ago, I played in a band with this guy. You know, he was kind of like an alternative lifestyle kind of guy, you know? And, you know, I don't care. You know, I don't care. Uh, He played guitar really well. (laughs) You know, he was in the band. Uh, And uh, he had his life, I had mine, you know? And uh, we were on tour once. We were playing a show in Atlantic City right near the boardwalk. And uh, we had decided we were going to spend the night in Atlantic City and we were going to stay in a hotel right on the boardwalk, you know, right on the ocean. And it was awesome, you know? So after the show was over and everything and we really were free to do whatever we wanted you know the next day we were out on the beach just hanging out and oh the wind and the waves are crashing right just the most awesome electric environment to be in as a human being like that place where the land and the ocean are meeting you know there's an energy there ugh anyway so we're standing on the beach me and this guy and, oh, the feeling. It's awesome. And I'm just thinking, oh, this is great. And we're just, like, talking about it. Like, oh, isn't this awesome? And he says to me, okay... You know what? I feel, like, running right now. You know, I just feel, like, spontaneously just, like, running right now. Okay? And I'm like, oh, totally. Like, go ahead, man. Like, go ahead. And, you know, it was kind of weird because... He was one of those guys that was kind of like really really worried about being perceived by people a certain way. Like he he wanted to be cool or something all the time, you know? But for this one moment, just between him and I, standing there on the beach, he kind of like let his guard down. You know, he felt comfortable enough with me to do that. And I was like, "Dude, you know, go for it. Like be free." You know, when you're with me, when you're hanging out with me, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to laugh at you and make fun of you. You know, be free. Do what you want. And he did, you know. And it was beautiful. It was awesome. It was really cool. Enough for me to even think about it now and to remember it now. Okay. But what's interesting is, or I guess, you know, unusual to think about is that fast forward about a year later, and we're at band practice, you know, and this guy who was running on the beach, who was, you know, free and oh, the feeling, oh, it was great, right? That freedom and that just a a beautiful moment, right? Now we're in the practice space, we're at rehearsal, and he starts a fight with the lead singer, Okay. A physical fight with the lead singer of the band. Now, this band I was playing in wasn't my band, okay? But the lead singer and I had started this band together, okay? So it was really, like, kind of like our band. And this guy was, like, the new guy, okay? And uh, so he starts this fight with my lead singer. And, oh, man, that's where I lost my cool, you know? And I grabbed this guy, and I slammed him up against the wall, and I was ready to start, you know, rearranging his face. This shit is unacceptable. You know, you are not going to come here and fight with one of my friends. And my lead singer, you know, pulls me off this guy and, bro, stop, 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 you know, and the whole thing kind of cooled down. And, you know, it ended, okay? Nobody fought, nobody got hurt, or anything like that, but... I always remembered that that was the same guy that was running on the beach that one day. What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. But it's something that I thought about and it's something that I remember.
1: Grab your cup. It's coffee time.
0: So there you go. Happy innovators. I think I'm going to pack it up for today and get on with my day here. But, uh, I hope that you guys got something from this podcast today. It really matters a lot. I think more than we realize that we preserve the photographs that we take and the images that we have that are on our phones before they're lost forever. You know, um, if not for your sake for the people in the future to see how things were right now at this time in your life because as much as you think it doesn't matter like what your life is like or how people will see it in the future like that picture of you at the baseball game you know in the year 2023 hey you never know where that picture is going to wind up and what it's going to mean to somebody to look back into this window into the past this little piece of paper with this image printed on it of you somewhere doing something that you enjoyed or you thought was important enough to take a picture of right? like I said before otherwise really what's the point? of taking all those pictures, if they're just going to be lost forever by some weird mishap with your phone or your computer, with technology, I guess maybe what I'm saying is don't put all your faith (laughs) in technology, okay? And uh, that's all I'm going to say today, all right? So, my happy innovators, remember... If you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy. Hey, all you happy innovators. Thanks for sticking around to the end of the podcast to hear some music. And what I got for you today is something that's kind of interesting to me, really. Um, I have a song that I wrote a long time ago called Be With You, which is a song that, you know, at the time I recorded it, I didn't like it as much as I did today when I listened to this demo. And I guess that this whole thing kind of like speaks to the message of my podcast today, which is, you know, making hard copies of things before they're lost. If they're only in the digital realm and you don't bother to back them up onto hard CD or paper, you know, photographs to paper or whatever, and you lose all that stuff, which trust me, over the years, I have lost so much music to, you know, technological error or technological failure. And thank God I backed up uh, Be With You and like Monachine and all these songs I have. And I have this vault filled with CD after CD of song ideas and just all kinds of mixes of stuff and Whatever, and I am so grateful now, okay, that I have them backed up because when I need music for the end of my podcast, I can go back and find mixes of stuff that's, you know, forgotten about and obscure or whatever. And, you know, today I'm like fumbling through all my CDs, okay, what am I going to choose? What am I going to play at the end of the podcast today? And I came across the CD with Be With You and Monachine on it. And I'm like, that's interesting. I know they were written around the same time, you know, the, the initial ideas and everything. So I popped them in and you know what? I swear, Be With You sounds so much better now, right now to me, than it did when I recorded it. I, I never really regarded it as anything really, you know, good or, you know worth noting or anything I kind of forgot about it I didn't forget about it but I kind of forgot about it you know and uh so that's what I'm going to share with you today I'm going to share with you uh you know a very early mix of Be With You and uh I'm going to share with you the very first version of Monachine and you know Monachine was written originally as a PC3 song and I released it as a PC3 song and um You know, I don't listen to the original version that much. So it's kind of fun to go back in time, much like a scrapbook, you know, and uh, remember what it was like back then. So in keeping with the spirit of this podcast today, which is back your stuff up, you know, your your digital stuff, back it up now do it now don't wait do it now before your phone crashes or your computer crashes or whatever and you lose everything trust me it's worth its weight in gold okay all right so here we go be with you and monosheen check it out everybody take it easy
2: with you better where we go. i hey. Bye. Be with we